0: to the book of Proverbs, the very last chapter, chapter 31. I've chosen for our uh, meditation, scripture meditation this morning, uh, verses 10 through 31 of chapter 31 of Proverbs. Proverbs 31, beginning at verse 10, this is uh, the inspired, the infallible, and the inerrant word of God. Let's listen very carefully as it's read. and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates." We end our reading of God's word here this morning. Well, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, today our nation celebrates Mother's Day. And while it is certainly true that the church and its members are not required to celebrate this day. I think for those who choose to do so it can be a benefit, it can be a blessing. Uh, I think that our culture gets so few things right that when it does set aside a day to honor and appreciate mom, well I think that's mostly a good thing. And uh, I think it's simply prudent and fitting and appropriate Uh, to take some time as Christians to to look at the Bible's vision, God's vision, God's portrait uh, of a godly and excellent woman, Uh, not just to encourage and to challenge uh, our wives and moms and grandmothers and even great-grandmothers to fulfill their God-given calling, uh, but for this simple purpose, to give God glory, to give Him glory and thanks for the gift Of wise and godly mothers. And to do that this morning, we're going to study uh, the passage before us, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, which is a wisdom poem. It's a wisdom poem that, that praises the woman who fears the Lord. And not only that, but in the Hebrew in which this was written, this passage is in the form of an acrostic, an acrostic. Now, boys and girls, you may not recognize that word, but I think you maybe know what an acrostic is. Maybe in school your teacher has asked you to take out a blank piece of paper and write a word down one side of that paper, maybe the word mother, and you write a letter for each line of your page, M-O-T-H-E-R. And then your teacher asks you to think of something nice to write about mom for each of those letters. And so for M, you might write master of multitasking, uh, for O, outstanding beauty, uh, for T, you might write tight hugger, for the H, heart of gold, for the E, encourager, and then the R, right because she's always right. Well, this passage in Proverbs, again, as an acrostic, is something like that. It's something like that. There are are 22 verses, and each of them starts with a consecutive letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which has 22 letters. And the inspired writer of this poem sets out to praise the godly woman. Uh, The writer finds 22 praiseworthy things to say about her. Notice with me that uh, this poem begins in verse 10 and then it ends somewhere around verse 29 by praising the woman's excellence. That's how the ESV translates that word, excellence. Perhaps a better way to translate it would be her valiance, that is, her heroic virtue. And by beginning and ending this proverb this way, the writer shows us that that everything that's in between, everything written in between is meant to illustrate the whole range of her virtuous character, her valiance as a woman. And so, I think this is a, a very important and appropriate passage to study this morning. What we have here for us is instruction and encouragement for godly wives and mothers. God here gives us a portrait, a beautiful picture of a heroic and virtuous wife, the kind of woman that God delights in, the kind of woman that God is making by His Holy Spirit, the kind of woman that all Christian women should aspire to be. But this passage is also for uh, children and husbands this morning who are called to thank God, for godly wives and mothers, and to honor and praise them as is appropriate, as is fitting. I want you to notice with me, first of all, from this passage, the reason for the godly woman's valiance, the reason for her valiance. Uh, The writer of this inspired poem begins in verse 10 like this with a question, an excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The writer says a a valiant wife is a rare thing, a rare treasure, far more precious, far more valuable than riches. But why, why? What is it that makes the woman described here so special, so worthy of praise? What's the reason for her valiance? And we have to look to the end of this chapter to find the answer. In verse 30, we read, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. What's the primary reason for her heroic virtue? She fears God. She fears the Lord. And when you think of it, that's the entire theme of the book of Proverbs, isn't it? Fear of God, reverence for God as the essence of wisdom and knowledge. That's what we read in the very first chapter of Proverbs, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge. And so the valiant woman here embodies the wisdom that's taught throughout the whole book of Proverbs. It's this quality that that makes her more virtuous and valuable than all the rest. It's not her being worldly wise. It's not her being charming. It's not her being fashionable. Her beauty, her heroic virtue is spiritual. It consists of this. She fears the Lord. She knows Him. She believes His Word with a holy reverence. She lives before God with reverence and humility. She knows her sin and her her unworthiness, and she repents and trusts God for the forgiveness of her sins and salvation. The valiant woman bows meekly before the Word of God and submits her life to God's will. All outward beauty, all worldly praise are vain, empty compared to this. The internal beauty of a quiet and gentle spirit of faith and love for God, which the Apostle Peter says in chapter 3, in God's sight is very precious, very precious. This is the beauty of the praiseworthy woman. That's the reason for her valiance, and we see, secondly, that this internal quality of godly beauty shows itself, manifests itself in her life. In all of her thoughts, in all of her words, in all of her actions, she's governed, she's guided by the fear of the Lord. Notice that much of this parable is is devoted to the valiant woman's labor, Uh, what she does, what she says. And verses 13 to 27 paint a, a very impressive portrait of her excellence. Uh, revealing that she is a busy and industrious woman. She's putting her God-fearing virtue to work in the service of others. There's a lot here uh, that we could comment on, Uh, much to notice here about her valiant labor. I want to look at the qualities listed here very briefly, but I want to then uh, pause and point out two in particular. As I said, the the inspired poet especially praises the woman for her hard-working and industrious character. The second part of verse 27, we read, she does not eat the bread of idleness. Uh, She is not lazy, Uh, but rather, verse 13, we read, she works hard uh, to seek out wool and flax and and works with willing hands, eager hands to, to clothe her family. The very next verse, there, uh, verse fourteen, uh, the writer compares her to merchant ships that bring food from far off lands. That is, uh, the virtuous woman is driven. Um, she is creative. Uh, she puts careful thought into what she prepares for her family to eat. It's not TV dinners or In and Out every night. Um, she even rises during the night to prepare food for her household. Says verse fifteen. In verse 18, we read that she, she works late into the night on behalf of her family. And in verse 19, she demonstrates that she has uh, many practical skills, sewing clothes for her household, which again, verse 13 says, she does willingly, willingly, readily, happily. In verse 24, rather remarkably, uh, the writer praises her for her her commercial abilities, her interpersonal skills. She she conducts business in the public square. She manages the family finances even, and she does this well. She is frugal. She is careful. And in verse 20, we read that she also makes time to care for those outside her home. We read, she opens her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. In other words, the the valiant woman has put her godly wisdom to work in the service of others. She's not sitting around the house all day with her ear glued to the phone, uh, keeping up with gossip on Facebook, or surfing the internet, or, or doting over herself in front of the mirror. No, she's industrious. She's a hard-working woman who is driven, who is compelled by her fear of the Lord, her reverence for God. Two things, two special things I want you to notice from this portrait. First, the valiant woman is obedient to God's will for her as a woman, a wife, and a mother. She is obedient to God's will for her as a woman, a wife, and a mother. Look at me at verses 11 and 12. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. We could say in obedience to God's commandment in Ephesians 5 that that wives should willingly and properly submit to their husbands, the valiant woman is a faithful and devoted companion of her husband. The writer says he trusts her He confides in her. He seeks her wisdom and support in in all of his work as well as in the life of the family, and she does him good and not harm. She has his interests in mind. And because of this we read as well that her husband has a good reputation among the leaders of the city. Look at verse 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She doesn't take away from her husband's good reputation so that you would say, well, you know, he would be a wonderful leader, office bearer in the church. He'd be a wonderful leader in the city, except, you know, I'm a little nervous about his wife. No, you look at him and you say he's a godly man. He has a fine family. And a home, and he has a godly supportive wife that qualifies him to serve in the church and in the community. And so she respects and loves her husband. We also see that she is a homemaker. In verse 27 we read, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Again, she is industrious. She is a loving homekeeper. And she does her work willingly and joyfully. The virtuous woman doesn't see her children or her husband as an inconvenience or a nuisance. She lives for them in a self-sacrificing love after the example of Jesus Christ. And so she is obedient to God's will for her as a woman, a wife, and a mother. But secondly, we see that she demonstrates her godly virtue by her speech. She demonstrates her godly virtue by her speech. Look at verse 26 with me. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. The writer says the valiant woman is not foolish or careless in her speech, but she speaks carefully and thoughtfully in her home with the children, at home, in the way she speaks with her husband, in what she shares with others in the community. In all of that, she is measured, she is wise, and she is kind, she's kind. She doesn't use her words as weapons to to tear others down and to destroy others' reputations. Rather, she uses words as tools to build up and encourage. She's not a woman of, of gossip or slander, but the law of love, the rule of kindness, guides the way she uses her tongue. This is the portrait that God gives us Of the valiant woman in action. But what is the source of her valiance in the third place? I realize that after looking at this portrait of the excellent woman, many of you women in the congregation might think, wow, how depressing. How could I possibly, how could I possibly match up to this lofty portrait of excellence? I could barely uh, keep my kids from running out of the house in their diapers let alone engage in business transactions in the public square. How could I possibly meet up to this high standard for a godly woman? Well, brothers and sisters, we need to understand that um, we need to understand something of the purpose of this poetic portrait here. And while we shouldn't remove this woman that's described here, we shouldn't remove her from the historical realm and make her fictitious, we, we should realize that this profile of an excellent woman is an ideal. It's an ideal, and the book of Proverbs is filled with these. It's filled with character types or, or what we might call caricatures, portraits of people with, with exemplary, albeit somewhat exaggerated, virtues or, or weaknesses, as the case may be. And the positive caricatures serve as ideals for us, to to guide our conduct, to to form our characters according to God's perfect wisdom. And so, we see that the, the woman of Proverbs 31 embodies all of the ideals of wisdom listed in the Proverbs. She's a caricature. It's not possible, really, that every woman will look exactly like her in every respect. But moms, this morning you may still look at this portrait and say, but that's really not me. Uh, Sometimes I'm impatient with my kids and my husband, especially my husband. Uh, I don't measure up, I feel inadequate. Sometimes I don't get much done around the house, not as much as I set out to complete. But do not despair this morning. God knows your weaknesses. God knows your shortcomings, and He gives His promised grace and strength to those who humbly realize their need and ask for it. To those who say, I'm not sufficient in myself, my strength and my faithfulness, they are not enough. To those who say such a thing, God's grace is sufficient. God gives His sustaining grace, and He will answer your prayer. He will give you these heroic virtues. He will make you a woman like this. We are all reminded that we have all fallen short, radically short of the perfect pattern that God has set for His creatures, but we are encouraged and we are comforted and assured that our Lord Jesus Christ obeyed God perfectly in our place and has already died in our place to pay the penalty for our sin and our unfaithfulness. He is the only one who has ascended and whoever can ascend into the the place of God, the presence of God, He's the only one who can ascend the hill of the Lord on account of His own perfection and faithfulness and righteousness. And if you belong to Him, if you are united to Christ this morning by grace through faith, because of that you are as pleasing to God on your bad days as on your good, because His righteousness avails for you. And so place your hope and your confidence in Jesus Christ, because it is God's grace in Christ that is the source of your valiance. Take to heart the words of Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, and very, very briefly, notice that God sets aside a gracious reward and a blessing for the valiant woman. Look with me at verses 28 and 31. We read in verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Down to verse 31, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. There are many things that a woman does as a wife and a mother that go largely unnoticed by others, including those in the home. But God sees, God sees, and He praises you for your diligent labors. How marvelous it is that that God concludes this this inspired digest of wisdom poems by addressing the godly woman, and He says, I see what you do. I see what you do. I see what motherhood involves. I see the self-sacrifice that you make as a wife. God sees. And to those who fear Him, who seek to honor Him in all things, He says, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. And God glorifies Himself by graciously rewarding faithful, godly women as He prospers the work of your hands. As He prospers the work of your hands. And so Moms, He he, he prospers your many years of motherly care in many cases, in most cases, by by fulfilling His covenant promises to your children so that they embrace the truths of God's Word in faith. He prospers your faithful motherly care in that way. He prospers your support of your husbands by strengthening and protecting and growing your marriages. He prospers your work through the blessing of children and husbands rising up, standing up out of their seats to praise you and support you and give thanks to God for you and call you blessed. And so we do indeed give thanks for the irreplaceable and precious gift of a God-fearing, virtuous woman. And may we all, husbands, fathers, sons, and daughters, give thanks for these godly women, and and daily encourage them, bless them, to help them fulfill the very special calling that they have from God. Amen. Let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do indeed give thanks for the gift of a godly, virtuous, valiant woman. The woman who fears the Lord above all, which is the the essence of her beauty and value. We pray, O Lord, that the women in our congregation who seek to put their fear of You into action in the care of their homes, families, and business, that they would do so uh, to Your glory and praise and that You would strengthen them and sustain them in their weakness, that they would know Your special care as they seek to fulfill this marvelous calling. May we honor them as you honor them and praise them in your word. I pray all this in Christ's name, amen.